0: this is farmers inside track supported by food from Zanzi, inspiration for your business and life from south africa's farmers and agripreneurs
1: how's it mzansi and welcome to farmers inside Track. We unashamedly salute the unsung heroes of agriculture and we believe in the power of agriculture to create social cohesion. My name is Dawn Numdu and I'm the editor of Foodform Zanzi and with me I have Iva Price, the co-founder of South Africa's leading agricultural and lifestyle news platform.
2: How's it Dawn? It's always great presenting with you and it's been an amazing journey. Every single day we wake up and we meet exceptional farmers in places we least expected. Maybe it's like the thing where you're interested in a specific car, then you start registering that specific brand. But in the middle of Joburg, in the middle of Cape Town, farmers are everywhere and we are eternally grateful for their contribution.
1: For me, it's been amazing to see how farmers genuinely want to know more about what the others doing. doing. Even just in our connections with farmer to farmer when they meet each other in the podcast, recording interviews and scheduling things. They're interested in what the other person is doing. And I think that's what Farmers Inside Track is here to do.
2: Yeah, Farmers Inside Track is slowly becoming quite a powerful voice for, I think, especially up-and-coming farmers. We've heard great stories, you know, the moment we write about some people, it opens other doors. But I think the most important thing for us is just to have farmers being seen by South Africans and being valued for their contribution. So I'm quite excited about today's guest.
1: Yes, definitely me too. Today's guest was a former paratrooper and now he's an ethical food warrior. He must have an interesting story to tell. Wow Mom, why did you put on this chicken? Well I was trying a new recipe using Grain Filled Chickens. Oh Mom, this is amazing! You can't go wrong with hundred percent South African Farm Quality Chicken. With a range of fresh, frozen and marinated products, make Grainfield Chickens your number one choice. Grainfield chickens from the farms of the Free State. Need we say more? If you want quality, ask for Grainfield Chickens at a leading store. Grainfield Chickens, bring home the taste. Visit grainfieldchickens.co.za Welcome back to Farmer's Inside Track. Today's guest is Robert Patson. He grew up in North Pine in Cape Town, but he's farming here in Gauteng today. Robert, welcome to Farmer's Inside Track.
0: Welcome to all the guests and hello food from Zanzi, the best magazine out there.
2: Thank you. Thanks for the shout out. And we didn't even pay him to say that.
0: Don't you know that Robert and I have a few things in common? What is that? And I
2: don't think he even knows it. We went to the same high school. I'm a little bit older, you can call me uncle. And we grew up in the same neighborhood. And Robert, never in a million years could I imagine that somebody coming from our hood would end up as a farmer. How did that happen?
0: Uh, yep, especially when you don't have no space to farm.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we live on top of each other. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it was never a thought in my mind because especially in the Western Cape, still a very controlled, you believe that you're a farm worker and not a farm owner. It's only until I came up to Gauteng and I traveled the world a bit where I realized that about everything's possible and Gauteng gave me that opportunity to experiment in a field which I never thought was possible before.
1: So wait, you traveled the world a bit, let's take a step back there. A young boy growing up in North Pine finds himself traveling, how did all of that start?
0: So I left the house after, as soon as I matriculated, I was 18 years old. I moved to the UK, got recruited by this other sales company Then from there, one of my customers asked me to join the military and he said it's possible through the Commonwealth. Through that, I got to travel pretty much the most nicest places to the most roughest places like Afghanistan and all those other places around Europe, Brazil, you name it. And just growing as you travel, your eyes just widen up so much more, your horizons. And then you just start to believe that everything is much more achievable than just being stuck in Cape Town with your blinkers on.
2: Do you think that in some way was some sort of spiritual process, a mind cleaning process that eventually led
0: you to farming? No, definitely. Well, especially the poultry side. So obviously I'm an ethical chicken breeder currently. One of the stories that I actually haven't mentioned to people is we were stuck on a mission in Afghanistan. It was the third day. Our drop zone was compromised, so they couldn't bring us fresh rations and everything else. So luckily one of the neighboring farmers in Afghanistan sold us the three skinny chickens. But after not eating for three days, that chicken felt like the best meal ever. We had a fingernail piece size of chicken with some rice and I always thought, okay, this is awesome food security. And then years later, when I was doing my research, It was the confirmation I needed that um, chicken is a good source of food security. And countries like England and France, after they've been through wars, they invested heavily into the poultry industry and it all just made sense once I started.
2: So I can't imagine after being in Afghanistan, a Cape Town boy, coming home and say, hey, ladies and gentlemen, guess what? I'm now a farmer, a chicken farmer. (laughs)
0: Yes, no, it wasn't the transition wasn't so easy. So I came back, I went back into sales. And then I was just watching this one documentary. And then after that documentary, my ethical spirit, that was the real awakening. And from there, it was no turning back. Because I was thought by the current marketing of our food system is that we're eating this ethical farm free rein chicken, like our grandparents did and all their family. But To my shock, the real living conditions is once you see it, you'd never want to taste that food again. You won't be able to give that to your children if you love them.
1: So there was a serious mind shift when you watched the documentary. And did you then take that on and and say, I want to champion this different way of doing things? Or did it take some time for you to actually say, this is the avenue that I wanted to go into?
0: No, immediately, within a few months, I did a poultry course. And then from there, I resigned and I did it full time for a good year and a half. So there was no wait. I just needed the confirmation, though, that because it was an American documentary, I thought, oh, maybe, you know, these Americans, they can dramatize and fake news. And then I snuck into one or two farms illegally. (laughs) I got sick immediately. And that's all the confirmation I needed is that one of your biggest egg laying producers in South Africa went into one of their farms and the manure doesn't get changed for the full 52 weeks and each chicken has a A4 size piece of metal to live on for the full 52 weeks they never get to see the sun they so malnutrition they're pretty much pecking each other non-stop these are the eggs that people feed their children yeah oh, that was really a smack in the face
2: I've been to some of those chicken farms in a previous life for one or two other projects that I was involved in. And I was quite shocked to see some of the conditions. I mean, the chicken's legs literally breaking because they're being force fed. So we can eat them quicker and sooner. But 10, 15, 20 years ago, you probably would have been considered in that case. eh? It's only now that people are asking questions about the origins of their food.
0: Oh yes, no, definitely. And thanks to people like you that spread the message, YouTube being available, the access to internet which allows knowledge to be spread on a much quicker time of frame. I feel sorry for those farmers back in the days who never knew, had farmers interviews and could share their perspective. With all this modern technology there's no excuse not to be an ethical farmer because then you're purely doing it out of greed.
1: Looking back now, when you started, when you had that mind shift and you started, Robert, did people think that you were crazy? Did people convince you otherwise to say, why are you leaving your full paying job to explore <laughs> this new avenue because your heart wanted you to? Did people say, no, don't do it? Or is everyone supportive?
0: It was a big shock to my family. The very same week, I told them I'd just been through the interview. They gave me the job. It was going to pay me 10 times more than I was earning on a national scale working for this company so they were gobsmacked that i turned that down to pursue my dream they were supportive in the when i told them they're like okay it's your life you've made some good decisions in your life so we trust in you we just don't know how you're going to do it because that time i was still living in a complex but slowly as i proved to them they've they've become my bigot marketeers and they're the one that's spreading the messages while it's more people's they don't want to accept the reality when I tell them the current conditions of the farming, and then they think I'm crazy whatever still. As it gets more and more exposed, and maybe if they watch a Netflix documentary, they'll start to believe me a bit more than some random Capetonian. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear
2: your passion, and I can also sense that you're centered, you love what you do. What's a typical day in your life like? Do you have to wake up really early?
0: Well, you think you'll have to wake up earlier and you set up an alarm, but those roosters crowing is your alarm. <laughs> and the thing about what's the best part about farming is there's always something to do. So you automatically, you pretty much don't want to sleep because there's this future job you need to do. And because everything is seasonal, you have to do, grow your certain plants in this season and everything else. So there's no force to wake up. You can't wait to wake up and go out and smell the fresh air. So it started with the watering and the feeding of your chickens and then just observing to make sure everyone is still all happy. And thereafter, in between you're studying and taking notes and looking for more markets constantly, that's pretty much the routine. And then afternoon, picking up eggs. I pick up eggs three times a day. As I ventured into sheep now as well, part of because there's lots of dogs on the farm, not my dogs, I have to pretty much rear them with a stick and run around the farm to make sure the dogs isn't there and make sure that the sheep are eating some lovely fresh grass.
1: So are the chickens and the sheep really happy on Happy Land Farms? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh
0: yes, they are all in harmony. The chicks jump up on the sheep they're always trying to pick for any ticks or fleas on them which is another alternative source of feed so they are very happy we just wish to do it on a much bigger scale so i don't have to limit their happiness
2: are you using specific technologies in this series of farmers we're also zooming in on some of the innovations the technologies that can change your game for you Are you using specific technologies at the moment or have your eye on something that might take your game to the next level?
0: The only technology that I'm incorporating currently is the use of information on platforms such as your magazines and um, YouTube. So I'm more on the constantly researching, getting more knowledge, but... I try to focus on pretty much prehistoric methods because my idea is if it was working for all these years, the way they were doing it, why change it by a current failing system? Hence, I use all natural antibiotics and medicines, no vaccinations, because I believe that out was done 200 years ago and beyond all the way to the Egyptians and even before them as well so i don't want to reinvent the wheel i'm just trying to use the best practices that was previously used because that's how we evolved with the natural way because of the current way it's people's evolving into being patients because of what they're eating mm.
1: and just thinking more about your own family i know that you have a beautiful wife and a baby girl as well. How do you manage family life, farming, is everyone involved in the farm?
0: Luckily I sold the idea to my wife from the beginning, before she was my wife. So I knew she was the right person. I get on so well with her because if you're gonna go do farming, you need to get on with your partner (laughs) because it's you and her out there in the middle of nowhere. So I'm fortunate that I have a like-minded person. And my daughter absolutely just loves the farm life because we're all farmers by proxy. We would all enjoy it if we all grew up in that environment. And the kids are just, everyone says she's so happy and everything else. Just the environment and the nurturing of animals from a young age will will prevent uh, doing any inhumane practices to any animal.
2: Do you perhaps have a mentor or a farmer that you really look up to
0: yes and she's actually a female her name is tina she's in the philippines she's the owner of pomora farm she started with 50 chickens and she's one of the biggest suppliers in asia's pacific area and she's just been a a one-call-away person if i need any assistance She confirmed all my studies of all this ethical stuff when I went to go work on her farm. And I trust her because there's a lot of people doing the unethical way. So I'm blessed to have her. I just wish it was available for everybody else to have these type of mentors. I'm trying to get into that field where I'm a future mentor by sharing my knowledge on many platforms. And hopefully I can push people to get into a big untapped industry that's constantly growing.
1: Talking about untapped industries, do you think that there's other avenues that young people um, like yourself and other farmers, agri can actually step into in South Africa?
0: Oh, definitely. It's a bit still controversial, but it's a matter of time before we implement it. Well, on the feed sector, there's a huge opportunity because... Feed is 70% of your operating cost. So, if you can tap into that industry alone, it's still pretty much run by a few people. So, there's big space in that. But more specifically, the farming of the hemp plant, whether it be for cannabis, is the medicinal side, and hemp is more the industrial side. I can talk to you probably five podcasts covering the amazing benefits. And all the properties, both healing and just sustainable properties of that plant, which will once again be the main plant. Because for many years, it was this awesome plant until some people saw it as too much of competition and then they needed to get rid of this plant. But most Bibles... Cause when you talk to some highly religious people then I tell them do you know that 80% of and Bibles use hemp paper and if you go back into the history of it Levi's is where it is today because of this plant so for example the Western Cape you can bring back your textile industry and so on and so on as I said I don't want to get too much into that but I use it a lot for my feed mostly for the protein and all the essential fatty acids. And if you do research on the problems of chickens and you look at the properties of this plant, it's like it's made to complement each other. And that goes for the whole livestock industry.
2: So not only are these chickens living a very healthy, happy life,
0: (laughs) they're also being fed him.
2: It's amazing. And those that tune in regularly to farmers inside track, will know that it's recently been described on our platform as the next big gold, specifically in the Eastern Cape. Dawn, I know we have to wrap up, but I've got one more question if that's okay with you. Why is it important for South Africans to support local sustainable agriculture?
0: Oh, definitely. Well, you, for, you just forgot one part, ethical as well, because without your business being ethical, it's not going to be sustainable. So it's a big need, it's in everyone's own interest, Why would you want to put animals through all this unnecessary stress, all this long transportation, unnecessary freezing cost, so you end up paying more because it's imported stuff. Wherever it's locally produced, there's so much less cost and so much more nutrition. So food is medicine, and people should keep that in the mind when they're buying food, that food is medicine, and they need to make a conscious decision.
1: Just looking back now on your journey to date, Robert, would you go back at any chance, or is this where you definitely see yourself being for the next 20 to 30 years?
0: I definitely see myself being an influential person in the agriculture sector. Just on one term, well, few terms and conditions, we need to sort out our energy supply, or else it's going to cripple our industries, especially on the hatching side and everything else. And we need to sort out our policies, we need to finalize the whole land redistribution because it's hanging in the air and nobody really wants to overinvest because nobody knows. Some people's gonna be happy, some people's gonna be sad, but let the decisions get made so that we can go forward and prosper as a nation.
2: So Dawn, that brings us to another exciting edition of Farmers Inside Track. As always, hugely inspirational. And also,
1: if you'd like to be featured on Farmers Inside Track podcast and video series, just send us a WhatsApp message on 081-889-9032. I'll repeat that quickly. 081-889-9032. Or you can visit www.farmersinsidetrack.co.za. And you can also email us on info at foodformzanzi.co.za. Robert I want to thank you for being here with us today you are truly inspirational and I can't wait to share your message with the rest of Nzanzi and just share the positivity and we hope that we all continue to be happy on your farm (laughs) happy land farms and we wish you everything of the best
0: no thank you very much and thank you for allowing young farmers especially a platform to have a voice and thank
2: you and also from my side I thank you for the inspiration in my personal life make more ethical decisions when it comes to the food i buy and consume until next time bye
0: you've been listening to the farmers inside track podcast supported by food forms Anzi. for more information find us on www.farmersinsidetrack.co.za